podcasting now is in a position to really, really grow from where it is, but we need to really focus outside of what we've already been doing. So for me, the Spanish speaking market is really, really important and also highlighting and advocating for women's voices, particularly women of color is for me, like front and center. So that's yes. like, that's a huge, huge, huge thing for me. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. This is MILF Podcast, the show where we talk about motherhood, entrepreneurship, sexuality, and everything in between. I'm Jennifer Tracy, your host, and welcome back. I I can't believe we're sailing through mid-January. Let's see. I am in New York this week, New York City, greatest city in the world. And I said that, and then I was like, well, but that leaves out Paris, London, you know, a million other cities that are really amazing. But New York is really magical. Really, really love New York. I'm so grateful to spend time there, even though it's freezing. Happy to be back in LA. <laughs> I have to say, as much as I can complain about LA, I do love my town. I love it. I really do love it. So speaking of LA, uh, this week... One of the companies that I'm highlighting is called Loom. If you're in LA and you are a woman <laughs> or you identify as a woman, this is something you should definitely check out. They are offering us a discount code of MILF20. Loom is a place, it's like a community for women. They have classes. Um, I'm just going to read this description. Loom is a definitive LA-based health destination for periods, pregnancy, sex, fertility, menopause, and pregnancy-related experiences, including miscarriage and abortion and parenting within the first year. We teach body literacy through classes, support groups, and events at our mid-city location in Los Angeles, and have a selection of talks with experts available to stream on demand. So anyway, yes, you can use that discount code um, online or to go into a class. And their website is thisisloom.com. So yeah, please head on over there, check out what they have to offer and use the code MILF20 at checkout to get a discount. And it's a really incredible, uh, and just also tool around on their website and see who they are because these women are really badass. So that's Loom. And then the other company that I'm highlighting is called Soulku, S-O-U-L-K-U. And their website is soulku.com. Again, all of this is on my website, milfpodcast.com. So if you're driving and you don't have time to write it down or you can't remember, which I can never remember, someone will tell me something and I'll say, oh, I'm going to remember that. And I just can't remember like names, names of movies, names of books, websites. So it's all there for you in the show notes. This company is really fascinating because it's uh, built by women. And what it is, is it's gemstones, okay, that have meaning and healing capabilities and they're made into jewelry and they're made, um, here it says, I'm just, I always end up doing this because they say it better than I do. They're mama made with love and they're made in homes by moms. Okay. So it says in, on the card, I'm like, I'm looking at these earrings, they're black onyx earrings. 
alleviates stress and worry and anchors strength. Mama Made with Love by, and then it's signed by the woman that made it, infused with love, song, and prayer, handcrafted by moms in Asheville, North Carolina. They are offering us a 15% discount code of MILF15. If you go on their website, they have all kinds of necklaces and earrings. It's such a beautiful gift and they're very affordable. And I just loved talking with these women on the phone when I told them I wanted to give them some free advertising and and tell the world about their amazing company. So go check them out, soulclue.com. And today's guest is Elsie Escobar. I have been trying to nail this woman down for an interview for over a year. I've chased her and chased her and I finally got her and she had to do it while she was in a mall while her child was in a class. But she did it anyway, and she did it so well, and she brought her, she's a podcaster, she's brilliant, and she, we had so much fun in this conversation. So Elsie has an incredible background. She started out as an actor, and she actually studied um, at the Denver Center Theater, which I'm from Denver, so we talked about that for a little bit, and... Then she fell into, um, she became a yoga teacher and the way that she started podcasting is so great. And she tells the story on, on this episode. And then now, I mean, she, she's like the podcasting queen. Like this woman started something called she podcasts. She's inspired thousands of female podcasters, male and female, but she's really she inspires me and she works for Libsyn, which is the leading podcast host and distribution network. And she's a mom and a wife and she's just badass. So please enjoy this conversation. We had a lot of fun. We laughed a lot. She is funny and she's just whip smart. So enjoy my conversation with Elsie Escobar. Hi, Elsie. (laughs) Thanks so much for being on the show. You are so welcome. This has been such a long time coming. I am such a fan of yours. Oh, my gosh. Oh, give me a break. I I am. Oh, you're so kind. You're so kind. But seriously, I mean, like, what you have done for women in podcasting is kind of unparalleled. Not kind of unparalleled. It is. It's true. And, um... I mean, gosh, there's so many things. There's so many questions I want to ask you, but can we talk about the event that you just had? Yeah. Let's talk about that. Okay. All right. <laughs> it was in August? Okay. No, September. It was October. When was it? October. October. Okay. October. Oh my God. I don't even know. It's like I, I was looking back. I'm like, what? What? It was in October. It was early October. I have to look at my phone to make sure that that was the case. Yes. It was at early October. Okay. So, um, it was an event that I, um, uh, co-attended. <laughs> I don't even want to say co-created because my partner is really, she did it all. She's the one that did it. You know, she mm. did all the things. She got everything together. She um, ran with it, right? Um, and I was kicking and screaming to do it. But uh. let me tell you the story in terms of the Kickstarter campaign. So one of the reasons that she decided to do a Kickstarter for this event. It was a women's podcasting event. It was literally, people, our people, our community in the Facebook group had always been asking for somebody to do this event, right? To do like, oh my gosh, it would be so great if, you know, you hear that yeah. all the time. Oh yeah. Oh my God, it would be so great if we yeah. just did this, right? And you're like, oh, that is 
you're talking about tens of thousands of dollars, but right. sure, we'll just throw it together. Right. Yeah. No, but the other thing is when usually that happens and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, guys, we did it. Here it is. And everybody's like, like, oh, that's so nice. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody comes. So yes. Jess yes. was like, uh, y'all are going to have to put it, put up. You know what I mean? If you want this yeah. to happen, you have to put up. So we had a goal of $25,000 and... Um, it was really scary. I mean, I was so scared, dude. Just to put something like that out was like, yeah, you're just so scared. It's like, yeah. anybody going to do anything? Yeah. And then, you know, we, every time some money came in, we were like, oh my God, yay. We were so yeah. excited. And then it just kept growing and growing and growing. And I was like, what the? So we ended up funding it t- like 200%. So we made 50000 with that Kickstarter. And that was like, what? That's yeah. insane. Yeah. And people were so excited. And I think that that's what it was to me, seeing the community be so excited about it and thinking like, and everybody was going, we did it. And that just filled me with chills. Like, yeah, that it was this collective desire for this to happen. Right. So Jess kind of went along with it. You know, I obviously I'm supporting all of the things, but I said to her, this is not my zone of genius. I'm not an event planner. I, I don't like parties. Like, I don't, <laughs> I'm just not that person, you know? Like, I don't care yeah. what color the napkins are. Like, I, that's the kind of yeah. stuff I it just, no, not at yeah. all. And she loves it. She mm. just loves it to death. So mm. this, like, really gave her, like, everything. And I just go, just, just, you go do that. You go do that. And then I came in whenever something was like a little where I felt to me, everything is about mission and vision and values. That's me. Mm. I am all mm. about the bigger picture. So mm. anytime I saw anything that was a slightly like, mm, I don't know if that's the word or uh, that's not feeling like it's on mission. You know, I, yeah. that's when I would come in. Like I would yeah. just do that kind of stuff, but she did all of the other things. And, um, but so we ended up like having it be, I think the third largest podcasting conference in the United States That's out amazing. of the gate. Oh which is my crazy. God. That's incredibly on your yeah. first try on our first try. That's oh my so God. Cool. Congratulations. Crazy. Thank very, you so very much. Cool. I have really had wanted to go with Sarah, my producer, but we just couldn't make it happen. But the next one, we're definitely coming. Oh my God. No matter what. It was I'm still processing. I haven't posted anything online about it because it really is quite, I'm, I don't think I've ever gone through anything like that before. So I'm still, I'm still processing it. Like I, it's yeah. been like a month and a half and I'm still sort of like, huh. Yeah. Cause it was big. Cause it was big. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was big and not necessarily even just the, it was a big conference, but big as in like, I think this is the biggest thing we've ever done. Yeah. Impactful. It was impactful. impactful. Yes. Yeah. Impactful. And also I think the other thing was the responsibility that you have to so many people who are also investing. It wasn't, it's not cheap to attend conferences, you know, even yeah. if it's a like, even if it's a free conference, if you are attending it, maybe even locally, maybe that could like save you some money or something, but yeah. you're still spending money on food. You're still spending money on transportation. Yeah. So there is a level of investment and the majority yeah. of these people, the obviously women and a lot of these women are moms. Yeah. And as you know, most of us are like the center of the universe yes. for our families. Yes. So whenever we leave, it's like the orbit is askew, right? Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of deal making 
that has yeah. to happen for everybody's <laughs> families. Yes. For all of us to go. It's so. a huge negotiation. How did you get into podcasting originally? Oh my gosh. I got into podcasting because I needed a creative outlet in a way. I was, <laughs> imagine this. <laughs> I was working in, as an actor in Hollywood. <laughs> Been there, girl. <laughs> oh my God. No, so I, I have a theater background and, and that's my thing. Like I just, that's theater, theater, theater was what I loved. And so I got my MFA and was doing all that stuff. And then um, I made a life choice. I had my choice of going to LA or New York, of course, when I graduated, because I was into Denver, Colorado, going to school there. And I had my choice. All Everything was laid out for me. Like I was one of those very lucky people who was picked up very early. And so I had management and I had agents and all of that stuff before even moving in both coasts. Wow. So I was just like, hmm, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to choose LA because my family's in LA and I was in a relationship at that time that took me to LA. So I was like, I'll just do that instead of going to New York, which is where I actually wanted to go. Mm. And, um, I was not skilled for that. I was not, um, like grad school was the, I think everybody needs to go to grad school. Like every, every human, it was the most incredible growing experience. Mm. But, um, and as an artist, it was phenomenal. Uh, I, I would do that over and over and over again. Like it was just the best part of my life. Mm. But then moving to LA was something that grad school didn't teach me, which was you now have to do the business of it. Ugh. And I, I didn't, I wasn't taught the business of it. And yeah. I resisted the business of, of it because I'm an artist for gosh's sake. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, I already did all this stuff. I, you should hire me because I'm amazing yeah. versus me trying to. <laughs> Like be the hot Latina, you know what I mean? Nobody right. ever put me in a box like that when I was in school. So mm. that was hard. And so it really made me sad. And it was possibly the, you know, I was the most depressed I've ever been in my life. Mm. And I was like... And you were what, 24? 27. Okay. I got there when I was 27. But still, I think I was 27. Yeah, was baby. Yeah, know? I was 27. Yeah. Yeah. So I was really depressed. And it's, you know, I was sleeping till noon because I was you know, waiting tables till 2.30 in the morning oh, yeah. and doing all, all that stuff and all the crap, right? Yeah. All the things. And so I decided to kind of stop and I started to teach yoga because that's the other aspect, right? You're either waiting tables or teaching yoga. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> it's true. It's, about, it's true. That's the it's only so thing true. you can do for sanity's sake. And so in the process, I received an iPod, one of those fifth generations with a little, you know, the little... Clip. video thing on it. Oh, okay. Right. Right. And at that time I didn't, and I think that this was the key at that time. I didn't have any of my music digitized. So because I didn't have any of my music digitized, I had this device that played music and I couldn't hear anything. I don't know. What was I going to listen to? So I yeah. went inside iTunes and I, iTunes 4.9 had just come out oh and it just had added podcasts. And I was like, what the heck are these things? And there were like, you know, five podcasts. I'm just kidding. But there, I mean, there was really small amount right. of things that were in there. Like maybe a couple hundred. Yeah. And so <laughs> I was like, oh, cool. I can do like, so my brain exploded because I thought I, I downloaded an anatomy course from a university uh, there. That, like Harvard University had this um, uh, computer 101 class. And I had just, like, I was super illiterate when it came to computers. And I've also felt a little bit of shame around that. So I thought, oh my gosh, I can learn this computer stuff 
in my ears and nobody knows. And, yeah. you know, and then as I was listening to that computer one-on-one class, there was a segment from another podcast called The Typical PC User. And his voice was really cool. And I was like, what is that? Like, who is this dude? And he has a podcast too. I want to listen to that. You know, and I started listening to him and he became my podcasting guru, Yoda person. And um, he helped me kind of get myself set up because he said, like, if you have any questions, email me. And he was do do that stuff. And I was like, okay, I'll email him. Yeah. And we became friends and um, I kind of entered the scene that way and was obsessed with any kind of independent podcast. Like I didn't have any dreams or desires to be the next NPR person, but I conceived a show in my head. And yeah. I thought this is the perfect way for me to do express myself creatively. Yeah. And and do the not acting stuff, but you know, I was always used to being yeah. doing stuff. Express right? yourself. Put express, yourself out yeah. there. Yeah. And so I thought, this is great. It's just my voice. Yeah. And I think that I really did that because I was very you know, Hollywood is so visually stimulating for everybody and everybody's so, like, I just felt so not seen because Mm. people were putting me in a specific thing. Like I was the hot Latina chick. Mm. The end. Yeah. You know, and and I didn't even fit that role because I happen to have green eyes. So that went a lot off with everybody and you're too pretty to be the lead, you know? And it was like, oh, I always heard that. And it was like, I was so upset that I had no control over any of that stuff. Yeah. And I thought, yeah. okay, getting behind the mic will, will remove the way that I look and people will actually listen to what I have to say. Yeah. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so. it's so gratifying because it's like you can really use your mind in a way that, because I had a very similar trajectory to you. I, I graduated from college. I didn't get my MFA. I applied to that program in Denver. I didn't get in, but I'm from Denver. I love oh, that you program. are. You did the National Theater Conservatory? Yeah, it's incredible. <gasps> I wish I could have gotten in. It's it's one of the best. It's one of the top five in the country. I know. It's I can't I can't well, believe it's you dude, did it. It's gone. So... it's gone. Oh, it's gone. Is it it's, gone? It's gone. I was why? so sad. We why, all why, broke. Why? My heart is absolutely broken. <gasps> I literally cried for almost a week. They didn't have funding or what? How yeah, was... they didn't have funding because mm. it was like nobody paid for that. It was right. it was it was chartered by Congress. Right. It was chartered by Congress. Uh, it was the only MFA program in the nation chartered by Congress. And it, they didn't have the funding and none of us paid. They paid us. I mean, I grew up right. going to all those shows in that space. At the Denver Center. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Oh That's my God, the Denver was, Center is my heart. I grew up going to those. And as a little girl in those seats, that's where oh I decided, God. like, I want to do that. And I started oh taking God. acting as a child. That's yeah, so no, weird. Yeah. I've, I so get it. I, I can smell that theater. I remember. Anyway, it's yeah. that's so interesting that we share that connection. But yeah. I came similarly. I was 23. I was like a day 23, moved out here. And I had been acting professionally since I was a kid in Denver, just small market stuff. And so I kind of was a little bit hot-headed about it. And I had such a similar thing. I mean, I'm, you know, almost six feet tall, blonde, green eyes also. And they just were like, "Mm, well, you're too tall. I'm like, too tall? Like, And I would name off all these other tall actresses. Well, yeah, but they, it's just, I couldn't fit in a box for them. I couldn't fit in a box. 
And it was so frustrating. And so I got work commercially, which was fine and it paid my bills, but it wasn't gratifying in that way of like doing theater. And right. so I ended up doing small, I, I ended up going to this amazing improv theater, which is now closed. And I did improv and sketch comedy for 11 years, you know, and it didn't pay me a dime, but it was so much more gratifying than auditioning, 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 auditioning. Right. It's like, I was either like the sex pot, you know, girlfriend or, you know, it's just so not me, you know, right. I mean, I can play that, but it's like, well, the, God, I know. And see, that's what it was. It's like, I just kept thinking, I'm like, I can play that, but it's like, there's so much, so many other layers to this than this. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I think back then oh. too, there weren't as many women's roles. Now it's a right. little better. It's still dominated by men's roles, but, um, you know, and yeah, for, you know, a woman of color or a Latina woman, I mean, my, my good friend and my neighbor is um, Japanese American and she's a very successful actress. And she has always said, she's like, I will not read if it's in the breakdown that they want an Asian woman. She's like, I won't go out for it deliberately. She only goes out for roles that do not specify that. And she's oh worked, God. she works all the time. I love that. And, and I should have, and, and that's the other thing. Uh, absolutely that I like now, like, like, let's pretend I'm going back. Let's pretend like right. I'm going to go back. Oh my God. I have so much more like I know, confidence, right? If right? we knew then what we know well, now. Yeah. And to be able to put myself out there in this way with the podcast and all this stuff. Anyway, all, there's so many things that I would have taught myself yeah. but by then, but I didn't know how to stand up for myself. And when the times that I did stand up for myself, my managers and my agents would literally come back and say like, you know, you can't do that. You can't do that. Yeah. yeah. Or I like, know. you need to take whatever you can get and I you have know. zero power. And I was like, what? You know, know, so I'm, I'm not necessarily like, I never told anybody the movies that I did, the stuff that I did that, you know, because I was not proud of it. I was kind of yeah. like, yeah, I yeah. did that. Yeah. It just for me, same. Yeah. I totally get it. So what was your first podcast? That I did? Yeah. Elsie's yoga class is what it's called. Okay. And so I decided to test out the um, tech first. I had to figure out how to do it Yeah. before I did my show. And I'm yeah. using quotation marks right now. Before yeah. I, because I had a concept Okay. that I wanted to do like all of these. It's, it was kind of be like, um, like one of those uh, sort of like morning radio shows with like all these segments and like yeah. transitions and we're going to talk about all this stuff. Anyway, that's, that was what I thought I was going to do. Yeah. But I needed to figure out how to do it first. Cause I was like, I don't know how to do any of this stuff. So in order for me to do it, I was working, I was working full time as a yoga teacher. I was teaching about 13 public classes at that time. Plus my lot. privates. It's a oh lot. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. And, um, so I didn't have any extra time to do all the learning. So I thought, okay, what can I do that will help me record, edit, upload, like do all the things I'm supposed to without adding too much to my workload. And I thought, oh, I'm just going to record my yoga classes because I'm doing 13 of them every Brilliant. week. Repurposing. Um, repurposing, totally. <laughs> and I have had people, my, my um, students at that time would always come up to me and go like, we really want to take you with us. We were going to go to the, you know, vacation. It would be so great. And I was like, oh, maybe I can, like, I, I thought offhand I could record a class and give it to you guys, you know? Yeah. And then I thought, oh, I'll just do this podcasting thing and people can download it. And it was just like a test. Yeah. And because I started in, that was in July, 2006. So that was like the 
woman <laughs> who was doing the yoga classes on <laughs> right, right, podcasting. Right, like it right. was like there was like no other people well, doing this. There was wow. like a yoga, it was some thing called yoga peeps, I think, or something like that, where it was like interviews with yogi yogi people. There was like a dude like Dave, some somebody other who also had classes like I did, and there was this other dude um, doing yoga amazing who was a video dude. He was like Chaz. Um, was doing a video classes, uh, 20 minute video classes. And so I was like the first wow. female yoga teacher that was doing wow. audio classes at that time. So I got a lot of, um, recognition given the space. Now, mind you remember if this is like, you know, five people who yeah. are, and, <laughs> and so it was like, Oh, it's the yoga girl. So I was known as a yoga girl yeah. and, um, iTunes at that time gave me a lot of features because again, I was the yoga girl. Yeah. So I was always there. Yeah. And that's kind of how I started. It, it really took off. People started to know me in the podcasting and not in the podcasting community. Yes. And also in the yoga community. I remember I was going to, you know, learn from my teacher and I would go to conferences or, or like those big trainings that they have yoga trainings in yeah. different states and all that stuff. And I would go and I would be checking in, talking and I'll go, oh, are you Elsie? And I was like, yes, it's me. <laughs> and I, I, and I, I was recognized like in the United States just with my voice. That was freaky and weird. And I think it's just obviously my that community was very small. The yoga teachers at that time or yoga students that were listening to podcasts. To, you know, at that time, that wasn't really a thing. Now it's a so much more a thing. But um, so that's that was my first. And how long did you do that podcast for? I did it till 2013. Oh, wow. Um, Long time. From two, Yes. But I also only published a little bit over 100 episodes because I was doing like a weekly thing and then my life changed and then I like left LA and moved somewhere else. And so I didn't have any public class. So my whole, the whole premise was me recording my public classes. Sure. And then I didn't have any public classes. Sure. And so then it was like, oh, what am I going to do? So I just kind of dropped it. Then I had to build on it. Then I, it just became crazy. And then I got pregnant. And so there all went. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what happens when we yes. get pregnant. It's yes. Like, and scene. And um, scene. Exactly. New scene. But, new but, scene. Yeah. So you got pregnant and you have two, two children? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're how old now? They are uh, just turned eight and just turned 11. Oh. Yes. So My fun. Babies. My guy's 10. It's, it's just, it's a wild ride. Yes, um, it is. So you got pregnant and did that precipitate the, was that the impetus for the move out of LA? No, actually oh. the move from LA was just, I was over it all. And, um, I was leaving a very, like, I was really in transition. I was in a really toxic relationship at that time that had been in a long time. And I just was really ready to kind of let it go. Yeah. Um, in the process of me exiting, I mean, it was a very dramatic, it was a dra- very dramatic time. Um, I also started... I hooked, I didn't hook up because that's not what it was because it was online. So I started to converse and like have a relationship with my now partner online because we never met each other. And things aligned themselves where I ended up doing a show after not being on stage for almost a decade. I had one of my directors that I went to grad school with. He called me up literally and was like, hey, you want to be in the show? We start in a couple of weeks. Oh my I was gosh. like, oh, what? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so then I, I went to Arizona and then I ended up moving to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. 
and I just picked up and left and uh, sight unseen kind of thing followed my heart and ended up with a lovely life with a family mm. and children. So, mm. <laughs> and that you had your children after that or yes. before you moved? Okay. No, got that, it. after that, after that. Yeah. Got it. Wow. I, I love know. that. And, and you're now in North Carolina? No, yes. What? You are in yes. North Carolina. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love North Carolina. My mom's from mm-hmm. Asheville. That's where I live ish. Yeah. So that's beautiful. where I live ish. Yes, so I know. Because it's like we come into it. That's where I am right now in Asheville as you're oh, speaking. Oh, it's so great. So great. So, okay. So from there, so you have kids and, and did that become your sole focus? Were you working after the, the kids were born? Were you podcasting at all? Um, I tried. I tried to podcast, but alas, um, I was podcasting as, you know, yoga podcasting. And that yeah. I felt like that is in itself very uh, energetically. I felt that I needed to really respect the people who were listening and I had to be really on. You can't fake that, man. Yeah. You just can't yeah. fake any of that stuff. Podcasting is so hard to fake. I'm telling it's you. It's so true. It's oh so my true. God. Even if it's your voice, it's like, oh my God, so yeah. I can't do it. I can't be like, yeah, everybody, you know, sit up tall, close your eyes. I was dying. <laughs> I was dying, you know, so there's no way I could have done that. It would have been a lie. Yeah. So yeah. eventually I stopped just because I was exhausted as all get out. And interestingly enough, I had a job when I moved there, like a job. This was my very, 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 very first job job. And I was at at that job job, like nine to five. Um, I had my baby girl. And I know this is going to sound horrible, but I had my baby girl. And as I was in my maternity leave, I was laid off. So, yeah, dude, it sucked. But alas, though... That was the first time I've ever been able to get unemployment because I actually had a job yes, job. Yes, 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 yes. So that was cool. Yeah. So I didn't know that. So in, looking back, I was just thinking about that when I was, um, we were coming into town today and I was like, I was really lucky because I got an opportunity to get unemployment while I was just being a mom for the very first time. So for all that time, like I didn't have to go back to work. <laughs> I mean, because I was getting a check. And not to say that that was, I mean, obviously it was not a lot at all, but it kept us to in a point where it was all right. It was old, it was just barely okay, but I was with my baby the entire time. And it would have been crazy for me to have to go back to work. She was a handful. It was really hard, really hard. So that's, yeah, so I, st- I essentially stopped doing everything. I stopped doing everything during that time. I could not. She demanded that from me as a mom. Yeah. My son was like that too. And it was, yeah, it's exhausting. And it's just nothing can communicate to anybody how exhausting and depleting it is until they experience it. It's crazy. Yeah. So then you had your second. Yes. And at what point did you sort of pick up and say, hey, I want to I create something? I want to do something back again. Well, yeah. I think that what... Yes, I've always been, and I know I don't, <laughs> it's kind of weird because I've, I've never really self-identified, I mean, I am a mom, and I am a mom through and through, but I've never self-identified as a mom, and I've always been like, not, that's not what leads. I think my family leads, for sure. The decisions we make at home are all based around our collective family, and me being present as a mother is, I mean, I am the son, you know, (laughs) everything revolves around me. Like I'm the one that keeps everything. So I am in there, but I don't lead with that as who I am as a person. Like that's just not 
what it is. I've always had my own thing. I've always been incredibly independent and all this stuff. So there did come a point there while I was um, having my, my babies there that I was getting really feeling incredibly, um, I don't even know what the word is. I don't think it was, maybe it is depressed, but it wasn't mm. depressed in the- Restless? Could That's, be restless. Yeah. I'm not even sure because, mm. but I was really negative mm. and- I think that the description isn't necessarily like clinical depression because that mm. it's not like I couldn't get out of bed kind of stuff. And I was like having these dark thoughts. Like it wasn't that it was like yeah. a feeling of like, Oh my God, I'm going to go nuts. If I don't have yeah. space, Yeah, I need to get out of here. Like it yes. was like, I was getting really like, I just wanted to punch things like get yes. off of me. Don't yes. suck on my boobs anymore. <laughs> like I just like, it was that. <laughs> Like, I just was like, oh. It's, I think I need a t-shirt that yeah. says, get off of me, don't suck on my boobs anymore. I'm, I'm serious. I know, I know. It's just like, and I remember feeling like, so my body was responding in this in this way. And I thought, I really, I need some creative. I, I've never not been creatively putting yeah. things out. I've, all, yeah. I've always been a innovator. I've always been a, a creative person. I've always been enthusiastic about new stuff. I'm always getting, you know, all of those things are, have been part of my DNA. I, I see patterns. I see the way things work and I'm like, oh my God, that's going to be amazing. Like I'm constantly like doing that kind of stuff. I'm a tester. I'm a tinker. And this is in technology as much as it is in um, self-help type stuff, like knowing yourself deeply and all that. Yeah. And I realized like, I just, I need to, I need to get out. Yeah. I need to get out. And I yeah. started to teach slightly more yoga classes. I reached out to the job that laid me off and I was like, you guys, do you have space? Like what's, what's up y'all? Yeah. I'm ready to come back yeah. if, yeah. if it's available. And I have <clears throat> thoughts. <laughs> so I, because I have been, because I can't stop my, cause it's, it's podcasting related stuff. And I was like, I just can't stop myself. The, the medium really inspires, like it really inspires me. And yeah. so I saw so many things that could be done better. And I just, I came in with this attitude and at that, my boss who is now still my boss, she was just like, let's do it. And I was like, okay. So I just kind of went in, in, into it. Right. Yeah. And I started to create things and kind of that's where I've been just constantly, constantly creating stuff is my thing. That's so amazing. And you, you when did you start She Podcasts? She Podcasts came in 2014. Okay. So I stopped, I think I stopped my Elsie's yoga class, stopped in 2013, but in truth, <clears throat> I think it stopped before that as well. I mean, that was the last episode that I put out. Right. It was a Thanksgiving episode that year, but I think I put out maybe two episodes that one year and maybe three right. the year before. So it was like, it had been dead for a while. And in that same year, in 2013, I did finally push to get a show for, for Lipson, which is the company that I work for. I finally was like, I'm, I, we need to have a podcast. Yeah. And I need to do it. Yeah. I'm, it's, I'm going to be the one. Yes. So what will it take for me to be consistent? And then I outlined the schedule that I knew that I could commit to. So that was that. And it was working. So I was like, okay, I have a show. It's steady. This is great. It, I can manage it. Awesome. Yeah. And then 2014 came around and Jess and I had, um, Jessica actually that year, at the beginning of that year, started to do a show that was about not that well, she was doing lady business radio, but then she also felt like that she couldn't talk to any other women podcasters out there because the, the 
other Facebook groups were all full of guys who didn't understand what the heck anybody was saying and they were just too mansplainy and yeah. sometimes we just wanted like a really easy question like what mic should I get just give yeah. me the mic instead yeah. of telling me all the things about what they all do and everything because yeah. we don't know and we don't yeah. care Yeah. so she created this Facebook group and in the conversations in the Facebook group the women were going why isn't there a show about podcasting for women and so we were like oh Mm. Let's do it. Let's do it. You know, mm. and I like, we ended up like hooking up that way. And then because we created the show, we, sh- well, it was her group, but then we decided to change the group's name to She Podcasts. And so that's where it came from. That's so awesome. And now there's, I don't even know, I didn't look before I should have, but I don't know how many thousands of members there are. There's like a lot. 14,000 plus. That's incredible. It's insane. It's amazing. I know. We had, Jessica just sent me a text yesterday of, uh, I, I guess she put a post up on November 20th, which was um, like yesterday. Yeah. And um, she put a post up and she said that it, on Facebook, she took a screenshot and she sent it to me. She was thanking people because we had 5,000 women in 2015. Wow. So in 2015, we had 5,000 women. And in 2019, we have over 14,000. That's, That's incredible crazy. growth. That's amazing. Well, and it Isn't just it? shows you how much it's needed. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. 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 And the it's conference crazy. and how that will continue to grow. That's so exciting. So now you've been doing the show with Libsyn for how long? So that show is since 2013, so it's okay, been a while. Right, 2013 right, right. is when I did the the feed, and the feed has grown exponentially as well. I am yeah. just really, really like shocked at its size right now because it's a podcast about podcasting. That's like over usually <laughs> around 90 minutes of like podcast talk. Yeah, yeah, and even I fall asleep. Sorry, yeah. Rob, my co-host. <laughs> I'm like usually he's talking, and I'm like. for those of you who cannot see me I am moving away from the microphone and closing my eyes Um, especially when we talk about like really like stats and things like not to say that that doesn't interest me but it's very it's like information like oh my god yeah but people love it they just people really love info you know it's very dry so it's like it's not like a fun 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 and I'm like sort of like the perky one that comes in and occasionally like stops the monotony (laughs) yeah 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 but um yeah and then Jess and I have been podcasting since 2014 so it's been a very consistent uh voice I've been a very consistent voice in two separate shows for that long which is a long time yeah that's incredible yeah and what's what's on the table for you what's in what's in the next what's what's 2020 look like for you oh gosh 2020 is more I think that my thing right now is is um the globalization of podcasting is really big on my plate. And I would say like Spanish speaking, I have another show that I launched that I wasn't ready to launch really. I just launched it. I was like, might as well do it. And I've only gotten two episodes out. So I'm like, it's just like, I'll fix it. I'll, I'll do yeah. it when I'm ready, you know, but yeah. it's a Spanish speaking show about podcasting. Cause I can't stop myself. Yeah. Um, but because it really, I feel is, is needed and we are very U S centric Obviously, yeah. I mean, yeah. the U.S. tends to be put itself like everything is centered around how that yeah. works. And I feel that podcasting now is in a position to really, really grow from where it is. But we need to really focus outside of what we've already been doing. So for me, the Spanish speaking market is really, really important. And also highlighting and advocating for 
women's voices, particularly women of color, is for me, like front and center. So that's like, that's a huge, huge, huge thing for me. Yes. That's exciting. Well, congratulations on that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So we've come to the time when I'm going to ask you three questions that I ask every guest and then a fun lightning round of questions. All right. Are you ready? I am ready. (laughs) What do you think about when you hear the word love? Oh, gosh. That it's really not what you think. (laughs) Mm. Um, Because, yeah, you know... I think our society has, has put love to be like that thing, like with all the fairy tales where it's like you find the Prince Charming. And, and because of that narrative that our little girls are fed, I think constantly over and over in all these stories, yeah. that's what we grow up with. We want yeah. to have whatever this prince is, right? And that once you do that, everything's going to be taken care of mm-hmm. and sort of taking the seat of princess... And princesses usually need to be saved in some way. Yeah. And I think that I really internalized that for myself and, and thought that love was having the, somebody come and save me in this fashion, yeah. which is why I made the choices that I did when I was younger. And I didn't necessarily have agency enough to say like, you know what, this isn't really working out yeah. because I had made that decision. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying in terms of love, that it's not, I want to break that pattern for my girls as well. And also to help them understand that, yeah, love is incredible. And I love my partner right now to death. He is an incredible human being. He's so sweet and smart and solid and all of these wonderful things. And he's made me feel as I've never felt before, but it's still really hard. Like it's very, very hard. Sometimes you just hate them. Yeah. You're just like, get out of my face. Yeah. They don't want to see you. Don't talk to me that way. Like even like Stop just sucking all the on stuff. my boobs. Stop <laughs> sucking on my boobs. I know. Like all of the things where it's just like, I don't, <clears throat> this is, uh, yeah. Right. And so that's what it brings to me. It's a, it's a lot more than what we generally talk about is love is, is multi-layered in so many different ways. I just can't. It's so true. It's, I mean, it's so true. And I think that is something that I bought into. And, and my parents fed that to me as well, which it was, and you know, part of their generation. I mean, my parents are in their 70s now. So it was like, you grow up, you marry a, a good man, and everything just is easy, and you bake pies. Yeah. And like, <laughs> it's like, right. wait, what? No, yeah. <laughs> that's not my reality right? at all. Or anyone I know, by the way. Right. I mean, yeah. there are some people, you know, that do have, like, a there's few. a few people who are like, that can do that kind of stuff. And like, maybe, you know, and like they, st- like, but I know for me, holy crap, I'm exhausted. Yeah. I don't want to talk to another, let alone a guy. Yeah. Like, that's what I keep thinking. I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> no, yeah. I just, no. It's really, and I is. still love him and do all the things, but it's yeah. not like, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, it looks real different than than those Disney movies or the romantic right? comedies from or the, the 80s and all comedy. that. Yeah. Yes, all of that stuff. So, yeah. yes, I want them to not think that that's a thing. 
Yeah. I'd, I'd like them to make a, a choice to fall in love with somebody and to make a really strong choice to say like, you know what? I'm willing to work it, work on this Yeah. instead of, oh, it's everything's going to be just peachy right. and fun. And state their, state their boundaries and, and talk about their disappointments or, you know, like you said, you were in your youth unable to say, hey, this isn't working because you thought, well, I've got to just make it work. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, if you could live anywhere in the world other than where you're living now, where would you live? Probably Barcelona oh. or like the Catalonia region. Mm. All that area over there has a lot of magic that I feel like I've only visited once. Mm. But I fell in love with the entire feel of that area. And mm. I just feel the magic and I kind of want to discover it and just be there. I have like, I don't know. I just would love to like live in a monastery up in those mountains oh. somewhere. And like, <laughs> I think, I think that's. That's you know? every mother's dream at I know, some right? point. Like, it's like, oh just God. I just want to live in a monastery where there's no talking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my and God. And I, I just wear the same thing every day and just I'm quiet. I can think. Yeah. And yeah. somebody else kind of tells you what to do and yes. you don't have to like do that. You just yeah. do all the things and then. But and anyway, you, yeah, that's yeah. that's my dream. And I <sighs> would love, I would love to do that. I, I'm still planning on, I'm like, one day. Yeah. I will be like an old hermit lady like <laughs> up in the monastery. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Elsie, how do you define serenity? Oh, my God. I think privacy or yeah. aloneness. Yeah. yeah. I think that that's what it is. I don't even know anymore because there's so many things that I'm thinking in my head from moment to moment that I don't know what it's like to not have a slight panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> 24-7? I so relate to that. Oh, my God. Uh, I could be, like, super calm and just be like, oh, this is beautiful. <gasps> oh, my God, I have that thing I have to do. Like, And then, oh, so. Totally. Oh, it sucks. Okay, lightning round of questions. Okay. <clears throat> fireside or Oceanside? What does fireside mean? Like, by a fire. Oh, by a fire. I'm like, see, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Maybe Oceanside, like mm. looking at the ocean. Yeah, open. Yeah, mm. I think that's, that's what I would do. What's your favorite junk food? Pizza? Oh. Is that yeah. junk food? Sure. It's <laughs> okay. whatever you define as junk food. All I had right. a woman on here and she said kale chips. <laughs> no. Yes, she did. That's not even fair. But for her, that's her version. That's of her junk, junk food. food. Yeah, you know. I think. You know what? I think that, I guess, pizza. But still, I mean, I, I have that all, not all the time, but I just really love pizza. pizza well, yeah. And mean. when you have kids, it just, it's, it becomes a staple. Oh my God, pizza's good. It's just yeah. so easy. Do you like theme parks? I like theme parks, but I like to leave when I'm ready to go. <laughs> so, like my parents were always like the... Because, you know, this was a huge thing. Every time it was our birthday, we would go to a theme park as a family. So that was a present. Right. So, but we would get up like at 7 a.m. or whatever and drive because, you know, the theme park in in LA, because that's what are like way everywhere. So you have to drive. Yeah. And then we would get there as soon as it opened. And we would leave as soon as it closed. Oh my God. The entire day. Oh, that sounds like torture. Yeah, it was torturous. But they were like, you know, they've always been like, we're going to suck this dry. Right? (laughs) So like, that's what I, how, this is what I thought it was. And so. (laughs) I love it. 
love that. We're going to suck this dry. Yeah, it was like crazy. And so anyway, so that's how I experienced theme parks. And yes, it was fantastic and fun. I just realized, and I'm only telling you this because I just, okay. So when we went to LA, there was a podcast movement in LA. Uh, podcast movement in LA also uh, gave us like discounts to go to, because it was in Anaheim. So they yeah. gave us discounts to go to Disneyland. And um, Jess and I decided to do it. And we invited my mom and dad because they live in LA. Oh, so they right. came over. And so on one of our days, Jess and I, like my BFF, now I'm like, we're like, you know, middle-aged women <laughs> dragging my parents. And we're like, let's go to Disneyland. And we totally did it. It was hilarious oh. because I was at, you know, we were like the kids and yeah. with my mom and yeah. dad. Like I still, yeah. it was so fun. But there came a point and it was so, it was so funny. I just was out. I was out yeah. of it. It was like lights out. And I was like getting ready to go. You know, I don't know where we were in the circle of going around. I was done. I was like, where's the exit? And yeah. my mom and dad and Jess, they were all commiserating together going like, I think she's done. Like, what's wrong with her? Look at her. She's like, yeah. My mom's like, she's been like that all her life. She's always done that kind of stuff. I was like, oh my God. She's seeing me as I was. And I felt like I was the 13 year old child going like, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. Time to go. Yeah. So yes. I, love I do it. like theme. So anyway, yes, theme parks, but I have to leave when I want. You have a limit. You have a limit. <laughs> have a you limit. know your limits. Yes. Totally. Daytime sex or nighttime sex? At this point, daytime, although that does not ever happen, <laughs> only because... You're tired. I'm just, uh, <laughs> who is going to stay up? <laughs> Dude, I have to put an alarm clock on my phone. Oh, yeah. Because I have to wait for my kids to be asleep. Yeah. So I put an alarm clock on my phone to wake me up. Yeah. To go, you know... Yeah. Play. Yes. Now my, my hubby's calling it cookies. So all of a sudden I look at my phone and I get a cookie emoji. And I'm like, oh, crap. And I'm <laughs> like, cookies. Signal. It's the signal. And so I'm like, he's like, cookies tonight? And I'm like, how about tomorrow night? Like, I literally need, <laughs> I need two days of just my mind. Prep. You need prep. Yeah. I need prep. I need like. Cookie prep. Like, I have to, like, be going, okay, I have to, like, psych myself up. I mean, it's still wonderful and amazing when it happens. Like, so there's, it's not like that's bad. It's just the whole, oh, my God, I'm so excited. And then I'm tired. And then afterwards, I'm all wound up. So then I'm like, yeah. Same. But they go go to bed to sleep. Yeah. They they go, they're like, and I'm like, well, no, no, no. Let's now let's do something. Let's talk. Yeah. Let's watch right. a movie. Let's yeah. let's play a board game. Yes. <laughs> not play a board game. Not but play maybe. Board, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, now I'm like, ooh, wake. Yeah. Hey. And everybody's and he's yeah, everybody's out. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know what to do with myself. And I therefore know. I'm tired for like two days afterwards. Yes. So yes. it's like so my dream would be morning. Yes. Or an escape in the middle of the afternoon. That way I could still sleep in and sleep at night. Yes. But that's, the but best. that's not our life. I mean, no, it's that, where am and, I going to go? And that too here? has to be scheduled. And that has to be scheduled. Correct. At this moment. I mean, as the kids get older, I think that will change or when they're out of the house. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know um, either. Now I don't I'm even single, know. so I don't even know what I'm talking about because right. I'm just totally no. single. Yeah, <laughs> but I also don't know how this... So how does this happen now? Like, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know what would happen. Like, look, so let's say... There's nothing to do, and it's like we're just hanging out. Like, 
I don't even know what to play, like the game to play anymore. Like, I don't know how to do the, eh. like, I don't know how to be all flirtatious and stuff. Because now it's just like cookies, cookies. Okay, here, naked. Like, it's like, <laughs> there's no. <laughs> Stop sucking on my boobs. I <laughs> I'm just going to keep calling back to that because I love it so much. Okay, next question. Shower okay. or bathtub? Shower. I'm not a bathtub girl. Yeah. You don't have time. Right. But also, <laughs> why? Like, I don't get it. I, I honestly don't. And I, I know there's people who really love baths and it's yeah. their thing. But I'm like, why do I want to be like in this little place and hanging? <laughs> like, I like the water on me. Yeah. Like, I could stand there and like have the water run on me. I think yeah. it's the feeling of the running water that makes yeah. me excited. Yeah. I just don't understand tubs. Yeah. But that's I had a guest on the show and she said, Ugh, showers. I don't want to sit in my own filth. Well, that's what I was, that's what I'm thinking too. And I'm I like, never why thought would about I it that way before? There? But it's like, oh, it's true. Where do I go with that? Anyway, yeah, okay. I've tried. So, did you know the out. phrase, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, came from. In the olden days, when they had to heat up the water like on the stove for the bath in, the, in like the kingdom in England or France or wherever, they would heat up one bath and the royalty would take the bath, like the king would take the bath and then the queen and then they would go down the hierarchy and then the servants would get in the bath, like the same bathtub of a water. Oh my God. And then <laughs> like the servant's baby would be taking a bath. And then it would be time to like the like that. That's the lowest ranking, right? So servants, babies, the last person to bathe in filthy water. So you're not even really bathing, but okay. And so it was like the water was so filthy. It was like don't throw the baby out with the bathwater because you can't see it because it's so disgusting. That I don't even know what to say about that. Thank you so much for that because now I'm like, uh, but that's my, where that comes from. And I was like, dude. That is so horrifying. Like, it is horrifying. Even... <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Okay, next question. <laughs> Scale of one to ten. How good are you at making lasagna? Um, I don't know. Maybe a five. I think I've done lasagnas maybe twice in my life. That's awesome. But I have not. But it's been a while. And I didn't mess it up. So that's why I'm saying a five. Yeah. I'm saying a five because I've done it twice. I don't know. And I it, think that deserves a solid six. Okay, it, whatever. it didn't suck and you made it and you didn't I didn't mess it suck up. and I made it. I have not hard. done it again. Okay. I have not touched it. It's been years. And mind you, I'm almost 50. So twice in 50 years. That's, that's pretty good. That's more than most. I've never made okay. it. And I love lasagna. Oh. It's one of my okay, favorite Okay, I love things. lasagna as well. I want to learn how to make it. Yeah. What's your biggest pet peeve? <gasps> oh my God, I don't even know. Like I have so many. <laughs> Just pick one. Pet peeve. Holy crap. Well, does it have, well, it has to do, I think, with podcasting related because that's all I really think about often. Actually, you know what? Let me just give it a little. I hate it when people ask a question and you give them a solution to the problem and then they ask the question again. Oh, God. Yes. To everybody else. Yeah. Until they get the answer they wanted. They I wanted. Guess. It's like, yeah. Well, yeah, why are you even asking? Why are you? Yeah. yeah. And I just like, so yeah, that's been a theme that um, has run through, I think, both, you know, in podcasting as well as in my yoga clients and, yeah. and things. And I see that in repetition over and over again. On, and, and it actually makes me, uh, yeah, it actually is what made me quit 
teaching yoga. <laughs> it was that. Interesting. Because I was like really pissed off. Yeah, I believe it. Superpower choice, invisibility, ability to fly, or super strength. So I would either be invisible, but I think I already have that superpower. So okay. I might pick flying. Okay. Would you rather have a cat tail or cat ears? <laughs> I think ears because they're so much cuter. And the tail, where would I put it? In my pants? Yeah, true. True. I would have to have holes in everything. True. And then people, <gasps> yeah, no way. I will have ears because somebody will always be pulling my tail and I cannot. Oh, yeah. I would not be able to handle that. You would I would punch, be punching people. Would I would be, be violent. Yeah. Yes, correct. No tail. What was the name of your first pet? Oki. What was the name of the street you grew up on? Guantanamo. So your poor name <laughs> is Uki Guantanamo. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. I think so too. Wow, look at that. Nora, I want to watch like, that. You'd be like, I want to watch that. I know. I want to watch her too. What is she? What is she conquering? What is she? She's. I think she's a superhero. Yeah, for sure. Of some kind. I know. Oh my God, she's like, yeah, she'll come in and out, and you won't even know what happened to yeah. your body. <laughs> you'd be like, what? <laughs> Stop, stop sucking on my boobs. Stop sucking on my boobs. God damn it. Elsie, you're a treasure. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening, guys. I really hope you enjoyed my conversation with Elsie. Please remember to check out soulcoo.com and use the code MILF15. And this is loom.com and use the code MILF20 upon checking out for your discounts. And join me next week when I have Laura McGregor on the show. Laura is the founder of hopescarves.org, which was the Give Initiative for December last month. And she's just remarkable cancer survivor, currently battling cancer again and just an inspirational human being. I'm so lucky that I got to have her on the show and I hope you guys have a wonderful week and I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.